along to Elite Six. Danny Dehek with another Elite Six member interview. Today's interview is with Chris Cameron, and he's going to tell you the name of his company in due course because I can't pronounce it. And I'll be asking Chris 12 random questions. He doesn't know that the same questions I just asked my last punter. So I'm familiar with him, and he's not. Let's start. Oh, I won't use that one. I've just got to shuffle my cards to give me a bit more variety. Welcome along, Chris. Welcome, Danny. How are you? I'm fantastic. Excellent. I get paid yes. to say that. Um, Shizoku is what it's called. Oh. Shizoku. Okay, tell us the origin of the name and why yeah. it's called that. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Shizoku, and it um, relates back to a Japanese uh, samurai clan, uh, and it kind of literally translates through to a clan or a family um, as it's translation in English. So if we take Shizoku Martial Arts, which is the company, it's effectively family martial arts because yeah. that's what we're trying to build is a, a wide family of, um, of people which can support the local community and everyone involved. Definitely a community. We'll find out more in a minute. Um, totally off topic. These questions are not always business related. Right. And I don't think you've ever told me you've travelled that I can remember. So this question is totally pathetic. But let's go, where in the world would you travel to next? Oh, you've been to India heaps. I have been to India ah, I've uh, I've a couple of times. Uh, that's always interesting. Um, now I've been around a few places. Where would I go next? I think actually I'd like to go back to um, uh, up around Sweden in the middle of winter. Uh, and right at Christmas and take the kids for a a white winter Mm. Um, it was pretty amazing when I was there uh, when it involved the snow around and it's Christmas time and there's a real different sense to the whole time of year Um, and way people and smell in the air and and the mulled wine that stalls it around it's just a a whole different thing than we we see here in New Zealand so I think it would be a cool place to go um, with the kids next and show them that side of things I went from Egypt at 40 degrees to Prague minus 17 degrees, 17 degrees, and I still had my Egyptian clothes on, and that was not a good experience. No, that would not be. But Egypt's yes, pretty warm. But it was uh, snowy at Christmas time, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so I get that. All right, number two, what superpower would you like to have? Superpower would I like to have? Um, I think it would be... It'd just be great to be able to fly. That'd be cool to be able to just quickly jump in the air and and fly a great distance. I think it'd be there's a unique perspective from getting up high in the air and looking down on on the world and and you see things in a different light if you mm. take a step back. And being able to fly, you'd be able to escape the noise and everything else and take a step back from whatever chaos is going on in your life potentially and see them the larger picture okay yeah so have you seen the greatest american hero that's great love yeah. the greatest have you seen all the crashes he had when he's landed <laughs> well you have to practice for oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> don't put you off it but fair enough you know, can't you do superhero landing all the crashes he had he used to just shake it off and get up and start again so uh, <laughs> maybe that's like business isn't it okay so question number three not that i'm counting but it is question number three if you could go back and change one thing what would it be? And it could be personal and it could be business. Mm. Um, in all time or 
Oh, actually, why don't we forget about putting it onto you? What about putting it onto the world? Onto the world? Well, you know, like... You know, what put, would you change in the world? What do you think the world should Don't change? you Kennedy? <laughs> yeah. um, I think there's a lot of stuff. I think you go right back. Uh, I think there's uh, inherently a forgotten part of a human history um, that is probably around 4,000 years back further um, where there's enough evidence to say there's potentially an ancient civilization that was wiped out through cataclysmic events on the planet um, and it would be very interesting to be able to go back and change that point in time and you obviously haven't watched Jurassic Park <laughs> <laughs> Well, not bring them back to life as such, oh, but change the point in time where the events were occurring and then think about, see how the evolution would continue if they were already at the stages they were yeah. when the, um, this event, cataclysmic event occurred and stuff. The so, Ice Age? No, well, it's, yeah, around the Ice Age, yeah. yeah. yeah there's a lot of history we don't know about the planet. There's a whole heap of forgotten history. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there's enough evidence around, you know, Go Bleaky Tempe and stuff for 16,000 years old. Mm. monuments and stuff built and they don't know how yeah well, that predates all the history of mankind mm. that's written at the moment and they're finding more around turkey and they're finding in iran and south america all these uh, ancient sites which go back mm. further than what we're taught in schools you've been to the taj mahal taj mahal no, no oh, taj mahal. Right. yeah um, but when you go to places like that like when i went to egypt um it's just steeped in history, and there's there's mm. more there than we. There's another. Realize. There's another. Um, yeah, there's another lifetime there of some. You know. Yeah. Anyway, before we no, break the you. bread into wine, <laughs> or the wine, the water, turn wine into. Yeah. Anyway, I think you get where that was going. All right. Um, okay. Then speaking about this, this is an unusual one. It always horrifies me what people answer this with. What is the most unusual thing you have ever eaten? I think the most unusual thing I had was frog legs fried when I was in France. Why? Why to have them or why would I do it? Yeah. Uh, well, because you're there, so you might as well mm-hmm. try these things. Mm. Um, and yeah, they just tasted like chicken, so in the end it was like, that's yeah, fine. But lots of like everything tastes yeah. like chicken, so um, yeah, that's probably the, the most random stuff I had. Cool. Hey, knowing your profession, and I know you quite well, hopefully really well, um, what do you do to keep fit? Um, <laughs> besides what I do every week, which is uh, instruct for 10 to 15 hours a week, that keeps me pretty active on my feet for those those um, hours. Um, just working out at home, really. Um, I think there's two sides to being fit a lot, and one side, we, society is neglected. So there's a big focus around uh, physical fitness, mm-hmm. but actually there's a whole side for mental fitness, mm. and I think that's more important almost than physical fitness. If you have the right, if you can fit, um, make your mind fit and your mental well-being fit and looked after, then the body will take care of itself because the mind looks after the body mm. and it directs the body. And if the mindset's correct, then you're not going to do things which is bad for your body mm. because you don't think that way, and so. There's a whole aspect around fitness mm. and the whole fitness industry, which is, I think they're all missing a trick. Mm. And that's, you know, they're focused on the physical fitness. Mm. And that's actually the mental fitness, which is where the real 
life-changing games are and um, that fitness I spend and develop through personal development reading a lot mm. uh, looking at online um, seminars and workshops uh, doing a lot of personal development and reading into age-appropriate development learning and things for kids and and mental well-being uh, procedures and um, understanding that's mm. out there and then trying to relate that back into what we do so in a way you could say that you like exercising the brain is a form of exercise absolutely yeah, mindset yeah you know yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. the exercise that we don't do most people in, in the country in the world don't that's why mm. there's a global mental health problem mm. not only in New Zealand's got a mental health problem and it's because we don't exercise the brain enough we don't mm. we sit uh, in front of TV and blob out and don't think we've got so much technology that we don't think for ourselves anymore uh, and we rely on the technology and we rely on the cars to know the distance in front of us and stuff rather mm. than actually yeah, that, judging that distance ourselves yeah. and so we're not exercising our brain and we get fed spoon fed information and, and people don't research and so you, your mind just coasts along and mm. if you're just coasting it's like you you can see it in your body if you don't put the effort in mm. then your body will deteriorate quicker and you'll get fat and lazy and everything else well your mind's exactly the same if mm. you don't feed it with good healthy information and energy then it's just going to get lazy and mm. then that's going to translate directly into your physical wellness and funny we're out for lunch today of Helen and uh, my partner and his son, and uh, he's a numbers guy. You can ask him, uh, you can tell him your birth date, and he'll tell you the day of the week it is, right, with the leap years and the whole nine yards. So today I, I thought, I said, oh, it's two weeks, and he goes, that's 14 days. And then I thought, okay, then I said, well, how many hours is that? And he couldn't work it out. And wow. it was quite funny. So then I sat there and come up with a away and then we once we got that I said well how many minutes is that but I think I know at school we were at the time where they gave you a calculator and they taught you how to use mm. the calculator but I remember when I was growing up we had to learn our times tables mm-hmm. and I reckon I could challenge a lot of children today whether they know their times table mm. or don't and I'm you know like how many times you've been out at the cash register and the girls trying to work out the change mm-hmm. And if it doesn't come up on the machine, she doesn't know how to count it out. You know, that's something that I think we're missing a little bit. Oh, there's a whole, I mean, there's so many facets to it. You know, the education system in New Zealand, there's too many kids in classrooms. Mm -hmm. And when there's too many kids in classrooms, they can't learn. So the the, uh, education system is built to deliver as quickly as possible to as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. So therefore, here's a calculator, go figure it out. Mm. Uh, This is how you do it. You know the basics, maybe how to do a calculation but unless you study mathematics and uh, equations and statistics and algebra you're not going to get the deep detail of how it actually works Mm. Um, you know how to do this and other than that you've got your iPad or your phone and they can do the rest for you Um, and that's that's just dumbing down the capabilities of everyone Mm. so you know exercising your brain yeah alright so that's how you keep fit oh and uh, (laughs) um Oh, yeah, I won't go into that. I might keep that for another moment. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to ask you that one. I don't think. Do you want to do that one? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that one? Yeah, sure. Okay, then. You can read your own question, then. 
All right. So the question it is, what's the most important lesson you've learned in the last year? Um, for those that don't know, I've had a, a relatively uh, entertaining year. It's <laughs> a nice name for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you always present with challenges. And um, I had a business which we wound up uh, last year after putting in a number of years of effort into it. And I think the biggest lesson that I learned from that is that you have to make sure that you manage your cash flow and you manage expectations of customers. And that's expectations that they have of what you're providing, but also managing that they understand the expectation that you have of them. Because if they don't pay bills on time, they don't uh, feed you information in a timely manner and things, then that has knock-on effects for both them and you. Mm. Um, And in a business, it's usually a cost that you end up bearing because you're trying to keep the customer happy Mm. and it's not actually improving the customer's experience and they're getting annoyed but it's the expectations not being clear on both sides from the outset Mm. and I don't think it's unreasonable to actually lay out clear expectations well this is what is required Mm. and if you want to achieve this in a positive fashion then this we've both got to work together on this Mm. Um, and that makes it easier and so that's definitely something that we've taken as I've taken as learning into martial arts schools that when students want to go for extra credit gradings and things like that, um, it's very clear this is the expectation. If you want to achieve a double grading um, mm. with your next rank um, when you're grading... This is what it means. Then <laughs> this is what's required. Yeah. You need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do this and there's no, there's not really any room for error. If you don't do that, then the chances are that you will not be able to get double grade. And if they don't get that grading, then you can go back and say, well, yeah, you know, you didn't step up where you needed to. That's right. And let's address it again. Yeah. You know. So setting those clear expectations, I think, is a really big thing that mm. I, that I learned through throughout the business in the last year. Mm. I think the other thing, especially for business owners out there, um, especially startups, is you need to make sure that you're marketing. Like we were talking this morning uh, at our other meeting and that, um, and he's not marketing at all. Mm. And you go, mm. you're, you're complaining in one hand that you need to constantly find work and you need leads mm. and everything else, but you're trying to rely on word of mouth and you're not doing any marketing whatsoever. And it's like, well, if you're not doing marketing, drifting. how are you going to actually grow? How are you going to scale? How are you going to actually find the work? Yeah. Eventually that, Word of mouth will not sustain you. You need to be multifaceted. You need to be in multiple channels. And you need to mm. identify where your customers are so you can market to them effectively. Mm. Um, but if you're not doing that mm. because of whatever reason, whether it's cash flow or you don't know how or you don't know where to start, you don't think you have to because you're so awesome, you've got a huge network of people you don't mm. need to, um, eventually you're going to have to realize you have to advertise you mm. have to market and that doesn't mean you have to have a massive budget to mm. do it there's certainly many ways to advertise on a cost effective budget if you're talking to the right people about that know how that all works mm. um, then you can actually achieve great success and, and that's what I say through our, for us for the Creative Club we advertise online and social media that's mm. our advertising platform mm. we don't spend a lot mm. but we have a constant flow of new students coming in that's enabled us to grow uh, to what we are now uh, mm. in a relatively short amount of time. Now I know I can talk to other um, dojo owners out there and they're pouring money into the same social media avenues and not seeing the benefit. 
because mm. they don't understand the platform. They don't mm. understand the way they have to talk. They don't understand how they position themselves. Mm. So they're just pouring money down the Google black hole or Facebook black hole yeah. and going, this isn't working for me. Mm. I'll just I'll cancel that and go back to word of mouth. Well, then you're not going to get the growth that you want. Mm. You're not going to be able to, to make the impact potentially that you want. So I definitely think um, yeah, people, I often could be talking to so many businesses as you as well. They just have gaping big holes sometimes in their business and you go, oh, you haven't got that you yeah. haven't got that box ticked and they go what box <laughs> and it's yeah. like oh that's really important <clears throat> oh but I haven't had to and they go we haven't moved with the times yeah. as well you know okay another question what Sorry. was the... can I just I uh, just need to listen to my son okay it's right we won't listen hello hi can we go to the shop now yes <laughs> alright very good yeah see ya there, mate. There you go. That's good. Yeah, he's on our podcast. He can go to the shop. What shop is he talking about? He wants to go and buy an ice cream. Ah, oh. but he has to make sure he has his phone with him, and he's going around with his friends outside. Yeah. So if we need to get hold of him, especially you know Christchurch being with the earthquake history and stuff, yeah. there's, if there's an emergency, we can get hold of him. So yeah, um, he had to wait. He couldn't go because his phone hadn't charged it. So ah, it. that's good. I need to do that with Helen. She keeps forgetting to charge her phone. There needs to be a penalty for things. Uh, what was the last movie you went to and what did you think about it? Um, the last movie was Star Wars. Uh, yeah. The last Star Wars movie. Not the 1974 one? No, no. The uh, Riot. Was it The Rise of Skywalker? Oh, yeah. Uh, thing in December. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... Yeah. It's a nice popcorn flick. Yeah. It wrapped up enough of the Star Wars franchise for me not being a hardcore fanboy. Yeah. Um, that... It was it was good. There were some things you were like, yeah, what well, doesn't make sense, but yeah, you know. Who'd you go with? Whole family, yeah. my son, uh, my daughter, and stuff. So we all went and watched it. Yeah, yeah. did you? I think it was seventy five or seventy four that Star Wars coming out. Was it seventy four? Was it? I think it was. Yeah, I still remember it. Yeah. Those uh, those models went <laughs> through the sky. It's amazing they got away with it. When it you is. think about what they do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would think that that much technology would change? And I hate to think how old I am now. Boy, that would be 45 years ago. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. Still got the story across. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's it. it just shows yeah. you don't need the fancy, the so, fancy um, stuff. So, it's a good question for you. Are you doing, and I could probably, I reckon I could answer this for you. Right. Are you doing what you want to do? You tell me. Anyway. I think you are. You just need to make it um, more more sustainable for your lifestyle. So yeah. tell people what you do because we have a bit at the end where I ask you what you do and who you are but usually I'm keeping the mystery who this Chris Campbell yeah, guy is. At, at Shizaki Martial Arts we do life skill education through martial arts. So we we aim to inspire um, children and adults that come to our uh, school uh, through teaching them skills that they can take into their wider life. So being able to be confident, to be able to believe in themselves. Um, we're just doing confidence, self-confidence at the moment. So yeah. you're trying to remove the I can't in your brain to be I can, and then it's just figuring out how you can do it. Yeah. Um, and trying to get into focus and have leadership and stuff. And, and so we we teach kids, really, and we a large part of our school is kids, but we've got a lot of adults as well. And it's about inspiring them to be better and realise that they can be more than what mm-hmm. necessarily they're told or they seem to think they can be mm-hmm. and in New Zealand there's a huge problem with anxiety um, and emotional disconnection between mm-hmm. especially kids and other kids and also between kids and their parents 
Um, and that's for a number of reasons. All they need to do generally is be told it's okay. Mm. It's okay to, that you might fail. Mm. That's okay. You, you mm. can still try again. If you think you can really do it, you can do it. You know, you might not get it first go, but you might get the 10th go. You know, it's it's all right. It's all right to feel that way. If you're really scared that you can't go out on the floor. We had a girl just last night. She was really, really scared, didn't want to come out mm. and um, in front of everyone and, and do a thing. That's okay. Mm. But it was all a bit of doubt in her head, and she knew that she could. She didn't think she could do what she needed to do, but we all did. Mm. So it was about reinforcing to her that I can. Well, you can go out there and do it, and you've done it before. So I mean, um, mate. I mean, everyone likens it to themselves, but I was brought up in a one-parent family. And I remember having a play fight with um, a couple of kids and I got blamed for putting a handful of sand in a guy's face. And we were out camping and these five guys who had been on the turf, so I call it, decided to give me some life advice. And right. they accused me of lying. Right. And then they said to me that if you were going to be a liar, you'll never amount to anything. Yep. And oh, that stuck with me for years. I did want to prove them wrong. But they had such a big influence. And here they are, they were perfect families, you know, wife and father. And I looked at these guys as like my father's. And then they, that was the advice they decided to give me why they didn't really care. But the impact. Mm-hmm. So I believe that, especially after talking to you in the past about the different things you've been helping youth with, I reckon it's a game changer. And it might take 20 years until they look back and go, actually, that really influenced the way I live mm. life. And I think you're doing, did a course on young people um, trying to handle their aggression. Mm. And I remember when I used to, I never hit anyone in my life, but I remember the way I used to handle aggression is there used to be this garage outside. And I'd go outside and punch the garage as hard as I could to the point that I'd lose the skin of my knuckles. But I had to get rid of this aggression. Mm. Because I didn't have a father, I had no no... No way of getting rid of it. Yeah, and you know, to me, that would have made a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 just it really is about just letting people know it's okay. We're all allowed to be angry. Anger's part of life, but it's just how, learning how to handle it and 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 positive ways of channeling that. Mm-hmm. And if you channel it ne- negatively and you fly off, then there's consequences to that. And so you need to be able to take control of yourself. And it just there's a massive. We all know mental health is a big problem. Mm. And from what I, and I might get in trouble here, but I think the mental health industry a lot of the times is ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. Mm. That, you know, if there's upfront stopping the ambulance even from getting there, that's where we should be working. And, and that requires, hopefully, people like myself and other people out there mm. doing things in the community to, if you can change one person's perspective, that can have an amazing impact on them, but also the people around them and their wider family mm. that they behave and act that way um, and you just never know where that's going to take people mm. and what it means to them and and you know I could be dead and buried before someone get, looks back and goes oh geez, actually that's what Sensei was talking about mm. 30 years ago 40 years ago mm. um, he was right you know mm. and, or or it could happen tomorrow and, and it's it's for me it's very gratifying we just had a kid the other day get a um in the school newsletter and this kid is seven years old yeah. and he's featured in the newsletter because suddenly they had an activities day and he just off his own bat started teaching his classmates what we've been doing in, in the karate classes to help them out um, just as a bit of a show and tell and things and before he knew it he had, had convinced the teachers to have a go as well and mm-hmm. and here's a young kid who's seven who was like 
not the greatest confidence, suddenly has found something that he feels confident enough to to take a leadership position yeah. in his school and be instructing others mm. and correcting them and getting a wider community involved than it just started with him and his mates, mm. his two friends, and then all of a sudden he had the whole class. Mm. What power has that got for him going forward that he could actually do that? And if he can realize that mm. into his schoolwork, into his outer life, and, and going forward, mm. that's amazing. That could be an amazing game changer. Well, for him. It, it's getting him halfway up the staircase before he starts life. Yeah. You know, it dropped me to the age of, I remember, probably 23 until I believe in myself. Mm. You know, and um, you know, I really had, I did have a bit of a hard upbringing, but it's like, um, yeah, I just think you're giving these guys a head start. You just it's, are. It's like a, uh, you watch them have these handicaps when you're doing these races, and it's kind of like a cool wee handicap to give somebody. And go, we already know this, you mm. already know that. So, yeah, I take my hat off to what you're doing, I really do. Thank you. Uh, which would you rather do accounting, marketing, planning, customer service, or admin? That's an exciting question, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> I think I've, I fit uh, firmly in the camp of marketing and planning. Yeah. So you got to... Visionary. you got to you got to have a vision. You've got to have a strategy around where you want to go. Mm. And you got to have it across your business. So not just your marketing plan, which is all really good fun, um, but then you've got to have operational plans. You've got to have technology plan. Um, you've got to have people plans, mm. uh, customer Plans. You're gonna mm. know how to. You got to have these strategies across your business. Mm. Um, but you know, at the forefront of it, like I was saying before, the, for all startups, your marketing's one of your most key things, and you have mm. to have that strategy in place. Mm. And you can have everything else hum along nicely, and be the most efficient using the greatest technology, and it's all going well. You have a, a really small team, and you're the hot stuff in town from technology point of view mm. and operations but your marketing's rubbish mm. then you're missing the trick completely and no yes. you're probably going to go to business and no one's going to actually realise how great mm. your systems were yeah. because you didn't put the time into the marketing up front so the marketing strategy is critical to the overall success of the business mm. Mm. yeah and I've checked out your website for your club and it's really informative uh, you know and it, you can see what you're doing yeah you, you can see your vision on it, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, you write blogs. I mean, you're a big blogger. How often you do? It looks like you must do them quite regularly because he's got about two hundred of them or something. Yeah, we, we try to get. I mean, the websites all of it. You know, there's SEO, there's content strategies mm-hmm. and things that you got to put in place so they all fit as part of your marketing plan. Mm-hmm. And the website's a vehicle, and for us, it's our shop front, and it's how we need to attract customers to actually come in and book a trial and come and see why we're so different to everyone else yeah. and experience the Disney experience that we've got and so we put time into the website to try and convey that and use the technology to help mm. us with that and part of that is, is just blogging and that mm. um, I, have, I can be known to be opinionated now and then and yeah. I'm willing to voice my opinion yeah. now and then as you well know um, and so I think you've got to put things out on and blogs and you've got to capture um, your thoughts and put them out there and the new technology with TikTok and Instagram mm. videos and things I did watch you on TikTok lives. the other day your kids were doing one it was, oh, good. Yes. It was a good one um, so like there's ways now of doing that as well beyond blogging but blogging's just got such benefit for content strategy and search yeah. engines that you can't beat it if you blog correctly on the right things using the right strategy mm. then 
that can really bolster your site. And there's a reason why in a short amount of time when you search for any of uh, martial arts or karate or yeah. um, life skills in, in Christchurch, our club's in the mm. top three. Yeah. We shouldn't be. The other two clubs there have been there for like 20, 30 years. So saying you this morning, I searched for your name and my site comes up first. And yeah. I thought, well, there you, you don't promote your, no. you're doing much. You promote the club. But yeah. I think you could do a bit more self-promotion. Yeah, I think what you're doing it's is It's on really the cool. list to try and fix yeah. a bit more of myself yeah. necessary rather than, than the club. But um, it's yeah. it comes back to like, I'll... But there's not many people that stick their neck out. I mean, you do a lot for your community. I remember when I was run, running my social club, I did it for uh, seven years, 500 people, and then I stopped it and everyone sort of, boo, where did you stop? And I go, it's exhausting. Mm. It's all very well, you know, helping people socialise and get them out there, but it's, um, at the end of the day, uh, you just, you know, it, it, it does come at a cost. And there is only a handful of people that actually will give themselves. Yes. A lot of people sit there as spectators and clap for you. Yes. <laughs> At the end of the day, the buck stops with yourself. Or have an know. opinion but don't actually want to step forward themselves. Yeah, I struggle with that. You know, yeah. if you've got an opinion, then sure. What happens if you're wrong? You know, if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just own, the voice. own it and then learn from it. Yeah. What I say to the kids all the time is that um, mistakes are nothing but a chance to learn. Hmm. That's it. That's you should never be afraid of making a mistake. Because yeah. that's actually the 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 guy who loses the, or the girl that loses the fight mm. actually wins because they will learn a truckload more from losing that fight mm. than the person that won the fight. Yeah. Because they're going to sit there and they're going to analyze it and they're going to why did I lose? Oh, maybe I could have done this. Maybe I could have done that. Or if mm. I moved there, and they're going to analyze it where the winner's like, yeah, I won. Mm. They're not going to have to say the same analysis. And that's what a lot of time you see, especially in that sports game, the underdog can take out the top player yeah, because the underdog's been beaten and they analyse and they go through everything trying to go, well, what could I have done differently? Yeah, How could I be better? Whereas top dog's like, yeah. Hi, hi. Cool. I like it. Uh, how do you view your competitors? Interesting. It's a funny thing. Um, the martial arts industry is very political, um, which is it's full of a lot of alpha males, shall we say, uh, that drive it. So um, my view is very much one of collaboration. I think there's a lot, if, if a lot of the old uh, political egotistical ways were dropped, mm-hmm. um, then we'd actually get on and be able to really make some far-reaching changes through through what we all know from different areas, but that doesn't happen. Mm. And so, um, it's and it's a real shame. It's like a bottleneck in a way, isn't it? It's it is. Whole process down. But it, it, for me, I see it as an opportunity. It's an opportunity for me is that I'm not interested in any of that. So we're a very open, very collaborative club. I'll work with them and we get other clubs, invite their instructors in. I have no qualms mm. with that. And um, it's all valuable learning. There's always different uh, viewpoints and ways to approach things both from a mental perspective and a learning perspective but also mm. from a physical point of view you know I might punch this way or kick this way they do it slightly different mm. neither is right or wrong mm. if you have that approach then you're actually learning far more than someone who thinks no my way is the only right this is the right way to do it mm. that's it um, and that's just very closed minded and blinkered and that's unfortunately been a lot of the way in the martial arts industry mm. uh, till till late that you know this is what I do people's egos out of things a lot, yeah, of, you know, like, a lot easier as well 
It would be. You, you just know? gotta, you know, you you're there for. You gotta look at why you're there for, what you're there for, and and for me, you know, we're there to inspire through life skill education and and martial arts. That's mm-hmm. what we're there for. We're not there to uh, win all the tra- tournament trophies across New Zealand and mm-hmm. be the largest club in in the world and seek glory and everything. That's not what we're about. Mm-hmm. We're about that one kid that comes who was so scared that they wouldn't talk for the first f- five years of their life. Mm-hmm. And then after being with us for eight months, stood up in front of the classroom because since they said you could, if you just take a deep breath, you can do it and have the courage and spoke to his teachers for the first time. Yeah, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. what we're here for mm-hmm. because that's game changing for that person. Mm-hmm. And that's going to reflect him for the rest of his life. Now you can't shut him up. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> what are your hobbies? What do you do? Um, what do I do? I have my hobbies. Oh, God. Um, I just tinker on a lot of stuff looking at, I suppose you could call self-development a hobby. Um, always looking for new ways and new new ways to do things, new technology mm. that could be used. Oh, uh, okay, I'll ask you another question. What's your favourite bit of technology? Favourite bit of technology? Yeah. Hardware, software? Hardware, I think. Hardware. I, I think mobile phones, just, it's phenomenal. Yeah, what do you got? I've got a um, MI9, a Zomi Mi 9. What the hell is that? It's a, uh, it's probably equivalent to the top Samsung. Oh. Uh, out of China, but it's out of China and different brand name. And it's, it's got two SIMs? Yeah, two dual SIM. Yeah, that'd be handy. Huge cameras and stuff in it. It's just great. It's really fast. Fastest phone on the market. Is that a 40 gigabyte uh, camera in it? Is that the 40 yeah. one? Oh, I've heard about that. It's really good. Um, yeah. But so so I think the mobile phone is, is a revolutionary technology, but at the same time, where's that going to go? Mm-hmm. I think the the got virtual reality is too far away. I think wearables is really interesting. There's mm. that's starting to show how you integrate technology into just what we wear, mm. and um, that's probably going to be a real game changer when it clicks in. Mm. Um, I love my phone too, um, but I'm trying to think, you know, why I carted around all day long. Uh, like I, I basically took a lot of my phone numbers off the website. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, I put autoresponders on some of my emails, which I hate when people do that. But I've done that. But when I travelled uh, over Christmas, and it was actually really nice not being interrupted. Yeah. I'm still carrying this phone around. And I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Why don't we leave home without our phones? But I, I love the technology. I love being able to pull out the phone and do a video or a, you know, I take think a photo. It. And... That's it, right? Like, we went away at Christmas up to uh, Marihau, and um, there's no cell phone reception, and there's no Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. so I still had my phone and I still carried it with me around because I could pull it out and take a photo I could take capture a video if we were walking down the beach or something that a memory that we could yeah. keep or I could park up under a tree and I could pull it out and pull up my audio book or mm. a book I want to read and just get rid of a few pages um, yeah. just on my phone which I can just slip in my pocket and the and other thing on. you can access all your business files via your phone these days yeah uh, you know, and it's a small laptop to carry around. If you set yeah. up that way. Yeah. And too many businesses are not. Yeah. Too many businesses are still, don't have the digital footprint and systems worked out. Mm. So they have all this stuff at their fingertips. I couldn't stand having a business like that. I would be too nervous. No. 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 I, when I travelled, um, you know, China, Bangladesh and India, I basically thought if I lose my laptop, 
people say, oh, be careful, they might steal this, they might steal that. And I said, well, two things, I've got insurance, I've got enough money in my credit card to go buy whatever I've lost, I'll log into my ID, and everything's going to be back. Hmm. I said, probably on slow internet, it'll take me two weeks, but <laughs> over in China, or wherever it was. But, you know, that's the that's how I think. I'm so yeah. proud that I run my business that way. The yeah. days of having stuff stored on a device just horrifies me, but people I, still do it. They still do it. I was, <laughs> I was just at a shop the other day for embroidery, and they would would just find your order and then she's siphling through the bits of paper on her desk trying to find the piece of paper which was a scrap paper that had my wife's name and phone number on it so she could then work out how many items they'd actually done as part of the embroidery for the school uniforms and I was just sitting there going this is insane why do you this is crazy why don't you just invest the time to digitize this and they go it works and you go it works for who you (laughs) we look at you and go oh all right, it's a bit of a lame question, but what form of public public transport do you prefer? Air, boat, train, bus, or car? And I think they're talking about Uber. Um, I think trains are cool. I remember when I was in the UK, as much as the subway is really busy and stuff, it was really nice just to sit on the train and read the paper or read a book mm. for and over the at least an hour either way, but it was a bit of time out. You could just zone out a bit. So trains are really cool to travel on. Um, we don't really get a lot of boat in terms of public transport here, but mm. uh, taking a, a boat on a nice sunny morning down the, the Thames in yeah. London yeah, was cracky. You couldn't be just cruising yeah. down the Thames in the boat in the sunshine um, yeah. going to work. It's like, this is just, a, this is great. So, yeah, trains and boats probably is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. My last train journey was in India from going to Agra, and it was 11 and a half hours of how. But it was freezing, and I look around the, the carriage, and everyone's covered up with blankets trying to survive. Yeah, probably but, not those trains. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll skip those. But yeah, so, no, no, I actually agree. I love trains. Uh, yeah, I think they're pretty cool. And you can look out the window. Okay, last one, which I asked you before we started recording to warm you up, and it said if money was not an object, what would you do all day long? Uh, just uh, what I do now, really, is, is try and inspire change and, and belief in people that they mm-hmm. can achieve more than what they currently think they can, mm-hmm. um, whether it be kids or adults, yeah. and it, whether it be their business or their personal life. Mm-hmm. There's there's simple mind techniques that they can start to employ, mm-hmm. which would make a huge difference to the way they view things and themselves, and then therefore how they treat their family, how they treat their kids, how they treat other people around them. Yeah. If I could do that, that would be great. Cool, and uh, something off the cuff was you put on an event, you sold it out within seven days, 50 people. What's that event you put on? So we've got an um, anxiety, aggression, and emotional dis- uh, connection uh, for parents uh, to talk about um, how they can deal with those issues that they're facing at the moment with uh, their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a real need for it. So we've got a um, prominent child counsellor to come in, yep. and she's going to uh, deliver the seminar and stuff. But yeah, we put it up. So simply on Facebook and a little bit of promotion and bang, six, seven days later, 50 tickets of that sold sure. straight away and then demands for more of them to be run and um, yeah. things like that and from outside of Christchurch as well. So it's like there's there's a problem in New Zealand and hopefully we can help address that problem through cool. simple things like that. So. 
So you've been listening to Chris Cameron. He's a member of Elite Six. If you want to find Chris's details, he needs to update them on the Elite Six website. But you can go to our search panel and search for Chris and you'll find his profile. And um, I want to ask Chris what, who you are and what you do for the last minute. <laughs> what do I do? I figured, most people might have figured it out. They might have figured it out. Yes, so we run a um, uh, life school education and martial arts uh, and self-defense uh, business. So where we deliver um, education and mental well-being uh, to kids and adults. We deliver martial arts and self-defense courses and workshops. So um, we have a, a curriculum for getting your black belt in martial arts um, through to two-hour workshops for businesses uh, so they can protect their staff mm. and their staff feel comfortable and at least safe and secure out there as well so any kind of workshops from two hours to three or four days um, we can run that covers various aspects of self-defense from mentally being aware of what you should look at to physically what you need to do um, if you get caught in certain situations Um, the key is to get in any of the facets the key is simply to get that second that split second to get away Mm. Uh, the best place to be I always say to the students where's the best place to be in a fight not there Mm. So um, that's a big thing we try to focus on for all self-defense and martial arts is don't hang around in the fight. Do what you need to do, but then get out. It was interesting today, just to carry on, I believe that was the last minute. <laughs> I was in a shop with my mate, and this other guy walks in, a uh, big guy, and he looked like he was a pee user. Right. And um, instantly I, you get into... Um, a mode of uh, danger mm-hmm. you know and what if this happens how am I going to react yeah but you sort of don't be blasaic about what's happening around you you certainly become more I don't know how to explain it really but you sort of all of a sudden you realize you think if they start doing this or they do a smash and grab do you go after them do you let them go um, once they're out of the shop do you lock the door and you've got all these scenarios happening within 10 seconds you've mm. thought of 20 different things that you will do if they do mm. and then you realise how vulnerable you are yeah I mean and the thing is you get the heightened awareness and you have 20 scenarios sent through your brain yeah. the question is which one would you do and unless you've actually tried to explore that which is a big part of martial arts and self defence is which one would you actually do because you have the split second to make the choice you know and if you've got 20 scenarios and they're all running through your head a lot of the time most people think oh I could do this or I could do that I could do that and by then it's over Mm. and so you have to actually be able to go well these are the 20 scenarios but this is what I'm going to do because I've actually trained for this I I know what I've got I know what my best option is here that the door's there that's the best place I'm going to go straight through that or I'm going to duck behind this thing here or I'm going to react this way and try and tackle them because I know what happens if they turn this way you, you have to have mm. kind of work through those scenarios mm. and experience kind of what they are to be able to say this is what I'll be happy doing because mm. it's also not all what you could do it's what you're happy doing I scream like a girl and ran out crying nothing wrong with that excellent if that's, yeah. that's the thing because yeah. there's a big thing between everyone thinking they're Rambo or mm. Jason Bourne or you know you know, Reeves and Matrix and everyone thinking they're really good, but then there's the actual doing. Mm. Actually hitting someone in the face or in the throat to stop them or kicking them in the nuts to make them buckle or taking their knees out and breaking their knees. Could you actually do that? Mm. Because most people think they probably could, but actually mm. probably have never actually hit anyone to know what it feels like mm. if they actually punch someone in the face. 
Now that's the other off-topic subject. You <laughs> punched a kid and gave him a bleeding nose a wee while ago. No, I didn't punch him. He walked into my fist. <laughs> He, uh, no, 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 you gotta, you're gonna get me in trouble here. No, no, look, we'd, we'd be doing a, a kumite, which is a fighting uh, part of what we do, and we'd talk to the kids. And I'd just been saying, you need to keep your hands up to protect your head, and if you have them hanging down, it's too slow to block, and yep. you need to be aware of what's going on. And I held my hand out while I was sparring one of the kids, and, and he didn't listen, and he, rushed in with hands down head forward and didn't realize that my fist was still where it was before yeah. um yeah. and walked straight into it and of course yeah that bloody his nose but yeah. guess what he doesn't do that anymore <laughs> yeah so there's a you know yeah. some, some people like to learn the harder way rather than listening and learning the easy way well, so it's not a bad lesson to learn well done uh, really <laughs> just clarify there's no no me yeah, children all right sure, this, this. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer here. Hey, thanks for coming along and being on the podcast. It's I been absolutely awesome. Yeah, thanks. And I look forward to seeing where you go in the next few months. Awesome stuff. All right.